Part three Definitions of the Emotions of the Ethics by Spinoza. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Ethics by Benedict de Spinoza. Translated by R. H. M. Elves. Part three Definitions of the Emotions. Definitions of the Emotions. Definition 1. Desire is the actual essence of man, insofar as it is conceived, as determined to a particular activity by some given modification of itself. Explanation. We have said above, in the note to Proposition 9 of this part, that desire is appetite, with consciousness thereof. Further, that appetite is the essence of man, insofar as it is determined to act in a way tending to promote its own existence. But in the same note, I also remarked that, strictly speaking, I recognize no distinction between appetite and desire. For whether a man be conscious of this appetite or not, it remains one and the same appetite. Thus, in order to avoid the appearance of tautology, I have refrained from explaining desire by appetite, but I have taken care to define it in such a manner as to comprehend, under one head, all those endeavours of human nature which we distinguish by the terms appetite, will, desire, or impulse. I might indeed have said that desire is the essence of man, in so far as it is conceived as determined to a particular activity. But from such a definition, cf. part 2, proposition 23, it would not follow that the mind can be conscious of its desire or appetite. Therefore, in order to imply the cause of such consciousness, it was necessary to add, in so far as it is determined by some given modification, etc., for, by a modification of man's essence, we understand every disposition of the said essence, whether such disposition be innate, or whether it be conceived solely under the attribute of thought, or solely under the attribute of extension, or whether, lastly, it be referred simultaneously to both these attributes. By the term desire, then, I here mean all man's and avours, impulses, appetites, and volitions, which vary according to each man's disposition, and are, therefore, not seldom opposed one to another, according as a man is drawn in different directions, and knows not where to turn. Definition 2. Pleasure is the transition of a man from a less to a greater perfection. Definition 3. Pain is the transition of a man from a greater to a less perfection. Explanation. I say transition, for pleasure is not perfection itself. For if man were born with the perfection to which he passes, he would possess the same, without the emotion of pleasure. This appears more clearly from the consideration of the contrary emotion, pain. No one can deny that pain consists in the transition to a less perfection, and not in the less perfection itself. For a man cannot be pained in so far as he partakes of perfection of any degree. Neither can we say that pain consists in the absence of a greater perfection, for absence is nothing, whereas the emotion of pain is an activity, 
Wherefore, this activity can only be the activity of transition from a greater to a less perfection. In other words, it is an activity whereby a man's power of action is lessened or constrained. Cf. Part 3, Proposition 11, Note. I pass over the definitions of merriment, stimulation, melancholy, and grief, because these terms are generally used in reference to the body and are merely kinds of pleasure or pain. Definition 4. Wonder is the conception, imaginatio, of anything wherein the mind comes to a stand, because the particular concept in question has no connection with other concepts. Cf. Part 3, Proposition 52, and Note. Explanation. In the note to Part 2, Proposition 18, we showed the reason why the mind from the contemplation of one thing straightway falls to the contemplation of another thing, namely, because the images of the two things are so associated and arranged that one follows the other. This state of association is impossible. If the image of the thing be new, the mind will then be at stand in the contemplation thereof, until it is determined by other causes to think of something else. Thus the conception of a new object, considered in itself, is of the same nature as other conceptions. Hence, I do not include wonder among the emotions, nor do I see why I should so include it inasmuch as this distraction of the mind arises from no positive cause drawing away the mind from other objects but merely from the absence of a cause which should determine the mind to pass from the contemplation of one object to the contemplation of another i therefore recognize only three primitive or primary emotions as i said in the note to part three proposition eleven namely pleasure pain and desire. I have spoken of wonder simply because it is customary to speak of certain emotions springing from the three primitive ones by different names, when they are referred to the objects of our wonder. I am led by the same motive to add a definition of contempt. Definition 5. Contempt is the conception of anything which touches the mind so little that its presence leads the mind to imagine those qualities which are not in it, rather than such as are in it. CF Part 3, Proposition 52, Note The definitions of veneration and scorn I here pass over, for I am not aware that any emotions are named after them. Definition 6 Love is pleasure, accompanied by the idea of an external cause explanation this definition explains sufficiently clearly the essence of love the definition given by those authors who say that love is the lover's wish to unite himself to the loved object expresses a property but not the essence of love and as such authors have not sufficiently discerned love's essence they have been unable to acquire a true conception of its properties Accordingly, their definition is on all hands admitted to be very obscure. It must, however, be noted that when I say that it is a property of love, that the lover should wish to unite himself to the beloved object, I do not here mean by wish 
consent or conclusion or a free decision of the mind for i have shown such in part two proposition forty eight to be fictitious neither do i mean a desire of being united to the loved object when it is absent or of continuing in its presence when it is at hand for love can be conceived without either of these desires but by wish i mean the contentment which is in the lover on account of the presence of the beloved object whereby the pleasure of the lover is strengthened or at least maintained definition seven hatred is pain accompanied by the idea of an external cause explanation these observations are easily grasped after what has been said in the explanation of the preceding definition cf also part three proposition thirteen note definition eight inclination is pleasure accompanied by the idea of something which is accidentally a cause of pleasure definition nine aversion is pain accompanied by the idea of something which is accidentally the cause of pain cf part three proposition fifteen note definition ten devotion is love towards one whom we admire explanation wonder admiratio arises as we have shown part three proposition fifty two from the novelty of a thing if therefore it happens that the object of our wonder is often conceived by us we shall cease to wonder at it thus we see that the emotion of devotion readily degenerates into simple love definition eleven derision is pleasure arising from our conceiving the presence of a quality which we despise in an object which we hate explanation in so far as we despise a thing which we hate we deny existence thereof part three proposition fifty two note and to that extent rejoice part three proposition twenty but since we assume that man hates that which he derides it follows that the pleasure in question is not without alloy cf part three proposition forty seven note definition twelve hope is an inconstant pleasure arising from the idea of something past or future whereof we to a certain extent doubt the issue definition thirteen fear is an inconstant pain arising from the idea of something past or future whereof we to a certain extent doubt the issue cf part three proposition eighteen note explanation from these definitions it follows that there is no hope unmingled with fear and no fear unmingled with hope for he who depends on hope and doubts concerning the issue of anything is assumed to conceive something which excludes the existence of the said thing in the future therefore he to this extent feels pain cf part three proposition nineteen consequently while dependent on hope he fears for the issue contrariwise he who fears in other words doubts concerning the issue of something which he hates also conceives something which excludes the existence of the thing in question to this extent he feels pleasure 
and consequently to this extent he hopes that it would turn out as he desires part three proposition twenty definition fourteen confidence is pleasure arising from the idea of something past or future wherefrom all cause of doubt has been removed definition fifteen Despair is pain arising from the idea of something past or future, wherefrom all cause of doubt has been removed. Explanation. Thus confidence springs from hope, and despair from fear. When all cause for doubt as to the issue of an event has been removed, this comes to pass, because man conceives something past or future as present and regards it as such, or else because he conceives other things which exclude the existence of the causes of his doubt. For, although we can never be absolutely certain of the issue of any particular event, Part 2, Proposition 31, Corollary, it may nevertheless happen that we feel no doubt concerning it, for we have shown that to feel no doubt concerning a thing is not the same as to be quite certain of it. Part 2. Proposition 49. Note. Thus it may happen that we are affected by the same emotion of pleasure or pain concerning a thing past or future, as concerning the conception of a thing present. This I have already shown in Part 3. Proposition 18, to which, with its note, I refer the reader. Definition 16. Joy is pleasure accompanied by the idea of something past which has had any issue beyond our hope. Definition 17. Disappointment is pain accompanied by the idea of something past which has had an issue contrary to our hope. Definition 18. Pity is pain accompanied by the idea of evil which has befallen someone else whom we conceive to be like ourselves. CF Part 3, Proposition 22, Note and Part 3, Proposition 27, Note Explanation Between pity and sympathy, misericordia, there seems to be no difference unless perhaps that the former term is used in reference to a particular action, and the latter in reference to a disposition. Definition 19. Approval is love towards one who has done good to another. Definition 20. Indignation is hatred towards one who has done evil to another. Explanation. I am aware that these terms are employed in senses somewhat different from those usually assigned. But my purpose is to explain not the meaning of words, but the nature of things. I therefore make use of such terms as may convey my meaning without any violent departure from their ordinary signification. One statement of my method will suffice. As for the cause of the above-named emotions, see part three proposition twenty seven corollary one and part three proposition twenty two note definition twenty one partiality is thinking too highly of any one because of the love we bear him definition twenty two disparagement is thinking too meanly of any one because we hate him explanation Thus partiality is an effect of love, and disparagement an effect of hatred. 
so that partiality may also be defined as love, in so far as it induces a man to think too highly of a beloved object. Contrarywise, disparagement may be defined as hatred, in so far as it induces a man to think too meanly of a hated object. CF Part 3 Proposition 26 Note Definition 23 Envy is hatred, in so far as it induces a man to be pained by another's good fortune, and to rejoice in another's evil fortune. Explanation Envy is generally opposed to sympathy, which, by doing some violence to the meaning of the word, may therefore be thus defined. Definition 24 Sympathy, misericordia, is love, in so far as it induces a man to feel pleasure at another's good fortune, and pain at another's evil fortune. Explanation Concerning envy, see the notes to Part 3, Proposition 24, and proposition thirty two these emotions also arise from pleasure or pain accompanied by the idea of something external as cause either in itself or accidentally i now pass on to other emotions which are accompanied by the idea of something within as a cause end of part three definitions of the emotions